Welcome to the Not So Perfect Christian Life Podcast with Joy and Hannah. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Not So Perfect Christian Life Podcast. This week we are talking about the Bible. So yeah, Hannah and I have just been having a brief chat before we started this, so I'm sure this is going to be an interesting one. Um, so Hannah, <laughs> what's your relationship with the Bible like? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fair to say that it has been varied over the years. I think there's been patches of times where I have just eaten it up, it feels like, and really enjoyed it and just made my way through it quite quickly, really felt God speak to me in it. There's been other patches of time where I've not really been sure what to read next, finished yeah. a book maybe, and then thinking, oh, where next? And and then been other times where maybe just feeling a bit more like, oh, oh, I don't know what to do with it. Um, <laughs> yeah. but, but I do think I look back at times where I feel like, I've been very sort of felt very aware of Jesus walking what feels like quite closely with him. And they have been the times I think in my life where I've also been reading the Bible quite a lot. Yeah. And I do. So I do think there is something really in that, isn't there? And yeah, I guess we'll talk a bit about what it is and why it has that effect and all that sort of thing. But what about you? How do you feel towards it? Yeah, I mean, the same as you, really, I've just, um, I've been reading it for all the time that I've been a Christian, but that's not to say that I've always been super excited about reading it. Um, I have definitely had times where it's felt more like duty, more like a chore, um, and there were definitely times where at university where I was felt quite intimidated by other people around me who would sort of be telling me, oh, you should be reading this amount and you should be reading this version of the Bible. And um, if you're not doing that, then there's a problem. And, you know, and then maybe it's just because I'm rebellious, but then I sort of <laughs> go the other way of thinking, fine, well, I won't, uh, <laughs> I won't read it as much then, <laughs> which is totally petulant and stupid. But um, I think that for me now, I've settled on where I realised the other day that I have been doing it for a long time now, not out of duty, um, mm. but because of how important I think it is. And it's not mm. a chore to me. It's really vital to me. Um, mm. But I'm sure that there are going to be people listening, thinking, oh, man, I don't always feel like reading the Bible. So, um, so yeah, I guess it's being real where we're at, isn't it? But recognising yeah. within it that, the Bible is absolutely vital. So I guess it's sort of going from that place of going, oh, I'm not massively into reading this to like, how do I get to that place of wanting to read it? And yeah, yeah. And what, what sort of, I think as well, like, how do I get to the place of wanting to read it? I think sometimes in our thinking about that is how, um, I can't remember where I first heard this analogy, but I've I thought about it quite a lot over the years. How, like, if your bath, I say your sort of spiritual life is like a bath where you want your tank, you want it to be a full bath, you want to feel full of life towards God and yeah, walking with the Spirit, and then um, you know certain practices, maybe it's going to church, maybe it's prayer, maybe all those things is like one individual drop 
in the bath and the point being that you don't feel the benefit of each drop of water but over time you suddenly realize oh I've got a full bath and I think the bible is like that isn't it so whether you feel like you want to read it or not you know it will be doing you good when you read it regardless of you feel it in that moment or not and I think maybe it's you know I think that's true because it's it's his word to us, isn't it? Yeah. If we believe that he's a living God who wants to interact with us. I was doing a session actually with the youth on Sunday at church about, um, it was a prophetic workshop and we were talking about, you know, there, and there's a hunger within them for like, oh, how is God going to speak to me? How, yeah. what's he going to say to me? And I love that. And I love talking about that with them. And you know, they maybe be thinking about, oh, will he speak to me in a dream? Will he speak to mm. me like, yeah. will I get some words in my mind and things like that? And all of that stuff, you know, just like, yeah, just go for as much as you can you can get of God, like, and yeah. be creative in yeah. how you expect him to speak to you. But fundamentally, we know baseline level, he will always speak through his word. It's a living book. And that is how he's chosen to reveal himself to us. He will always speak through his word. And we did this exercise together, actually, where um, we all read through one psalm and then we all went through like, or what, you know, what stood out to you from that. And each of them had a different thing. And we're all wired differently, aren't we? And so although it's the same words written down and they don't change, it's a living book. So you can read it and get something different from it every time you do can't you or yeah the other day and I'm rambling a bit now but I'm getting memories of (laughs) how does he do this as well Joe? I was saying this to a friend like only Jesus isn't it where you kind of can say something to you that is quite hard to hear usually through his by through the bible through his word and yet it's so life-giving isn't it so I was I was nursing a bit of a I'm not quite sure. Grudge is not right. I was ne- I was feeling hard done by the other day, right. and um, and probably you know it it was quite a tough situation. So it's not like that was ridiculous. And I went to kind of spend a bit of time with Jesus and read read the Bible and pray and just rest and see if He had anything to say to me. And I opened my Bible. <laughs> sort of expecting him to you know probably expecting him to be like oh yeah Hannah that that's been really hard hasn't it yeah poor you and um opened up (laughs) opened up Matthew and it said like oh why are you worried about the speck in your brother's eye when you've got a log in your own (laughs) oh man I know oh boom but I I know but I was just Oh, I really felt just like a weight was lifted, actually, right. and just sort of like, yeah, actually, I need, I need to get my perspective right here. This world is not about me, and however, there's more going on than I can possibly understand or perceive. And yeah, so anyway, the point being, I do love how his words can do that, can't they? They just yeah. sort of like double-edged sword. They can cut straight to the heart of things yeah. and bring life. Yeah. So yeah. I I think in terms of like why bother I guess that's the place to start isn't it in some ways thinking why bother with it at all and I think vitally bothering with it because it's Jesus speaking to us it's a living book and it's him speaking to us isn't it if we want to know what he thinks and feels about things and how he thinks and feels about us and the world 
Yeah. It's all there. Yeah. <laughs> and it gives us that um, solidness in our faith, doesn't it? Like it, because yeah. so much of, you know, when you look at society and just even just in our own lives, I don't know about you, but I often feel sometimes like blown around by the wind um, and you can move this way and that way and your emotions are up and down and all sorts of different things are going on. And yet the Bible is truth that never wavers and isn't dependent on how we're feeling or um, what's going on in our life. It's just solid truth that we can build on and everything needs to be assessed through the sort of the lens of the Bible, doesn't it? Like we're going to talk in future weeks about hearing God's voice. And as you say, we primarily do that through the Bible. But also if Mm. we do have like dreams or we feel like God puts words in our minds, we have to weigh them against the truth of the Bible because the Bible is absolutely true. Um, Yeah. And just actually thinking, you know, that question of why bother? Because we want to know Jesus more and we want to have that hunger for his presence and we want to be able to speak his truth to other people um yeah and also just know it for our own lives you know like I was saying like when you feel like you're just sort of in the wind then you just feel a bit like you're blown here and blown there and you can end up believing anything but feeling like I need the truth of who Jesus is I need the truth of who I am because sometimes I wake up and think well you know, my mind says to me, oh, you're not special or you can't do this or you can't do that. And that's when you absolutely need the word of God to say, I'm a child of God and I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And God knows the plans he has for me to prosper me and not to harm me. And you actually sometimes I find need to declare them, particularly in times where you're really struggling or you're going through a trial, or you're having to wait on God for something, or you're just really seeking yeah. him and not feeling like you're seeing answers. Like those are the times for me where I absolutely need to come back to his promises in the Bible yeah. rather than my own feelings, because you can yeah. easily find yourself feeling like, well, this situation is happening, so God isn't good, or I don't feel like he's provided for me here. And then you sort of come back to the Bible and you read stories after stories of where he's provided or where he's made a way or where he's looked after his people or where he's just shown up when they've needed him. And that is all truth. And that's, it comes back to that remembering thing that we seem to touch on every single time, doesn't it? Of just like remembering what he's done. But we do that primarily through the Bible, I think. Yeah. And it's funny how it, like you're saying, it's truth. It doesn't change. So what is written in there, the truth in there, it doesn't change. And so that is a firm foundation for life, isn't it? But at the yeah. same time, because it's alive, I think Holy Spirit apprise it to us yeah. specifically at specific times, yeah, doesn't totally. it? what's yeah. so wonderful about it. But yeah. I think as well, it's just so, what, like, why bother? I think it's just so... If you want to know Jesus, you just have to read it, don't you? Because it's a yeah. revelation of who he is, who God is. But the other thing I was thinking about is how it's, um, I love in our sort of a bit like alpha course, we do talk quite a lot about, you know, you can go into textual criticism and all those sorts of questions about the validity of the Bible yeah. and the reliability of it, which I find really interesting and a really 
if that you know if someone listening and if that's your area of interest definitely like there's so much you can go and access about yeah. that isn't there and and you know the number of manuscripts and all those all those sorts of questions around can you trust it um but when also around that topic of can you trust it is I love when we talk about it's like a recipe book so if you want to make a chocolate cake and you follow I will just flag up the good food good food <laughs> website because that is my total go-to for all recipes um, brilliant so you you go there you find a recipe don't you if it if you follow the recipe and it makes a delicious chocolate cake you're like yeah. okay fine I can trust this sauce yeah I think so you know but if you follow it and you end up with like a disgusting coffee cake you're not gonna be like hey coffee cake oh, is I'll, not I'll, disgusting <laughs> I, I love coffee cake I'm talking about a bad coffee cake <laughs> but the point being that you're not gonna trust the sauce are you because you're yeah. gonna be like well I thought I was set off to get this but I got this and I think the bible like it it proves itself in that it does what it says. Like if you want, if you want to know God, if you want to know how to live life to the full, you will not be disappointed in following Bible's instruction and engaging with it and what it says mm. in there. You just you won't be. It does what it says it does. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, do you find that every time you read the Bible, God speaks to you personally through it? Yes, every time. <laughs> no. Really? <laughs> it's so different, isn't it? Like, depending what bit of it you're reading. I mean, personally, I, I love history. So I love a lot of, like, just the Old Testament, the history of Israel. I really enjoy reading that. But there is a lot in there, isn't it, that just, I mean, I feel bad picking out individual books, but Leviticus can be a bit of a slog at oh, times. Oh, yeah, okay, I, I don't mind that, you see. But it's interesting, <laughs> is that the scene? There you go, we're yeah, all different, yeah, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I think there are, there are bits of it that are more go-to than others yeah. for me. I mean, like, but, you know, like I love Hosea. I'll go to Hosea mm. quite a lot in the Old Testament. I love it. I love James. Yeah. In the New Testament, mm. I love it. I love Romans. There's just there's different. It's it's not like reading one novel, is it? Where no. you kind of you you sit down, you follow one author through. It's it's such a different types of reading. You yeah, read them quite differently. How have you got on with that over the years? Like reading it differently in different books. Well, I remember when I was studying theology, you know, they said right at the start of the course that by the end of the three years, you needed to have read through the whole Bible, um, which thankfully yeah. I'd already done up until that point. But um, there were quite yeah. a lot of people on my course looking around like, oh, no. Um, <laughs> and you, you can see them thinking, oh, I've got to do all of numbers. Like, how am I going to do all of numbers? <laughs> um, but... But yeah, I think that I remember one of my lecturers who was a Christian, actually, and he was lecturing us in uh, Old Testament. And he used to say, like, you really need to read like large swathes of it at a time. You know, yeah, it's not yeah. you've got to read it like a story, you know. So thinking of like, you know, Genesis, Exodus um, and then, you know, well, Leviticus is a bit different, but um, just reading like and Kings and Samuel, reading those, yeah. you know, big yeah. chunks of them because um, 
they are stories, like they're real, they really happened, but they are stories, you know, rather than picking out verses. And actually, I found that really helpful. So I did start to read like big chunks of them. But, you know, if you're studying something like Proverbs, you know, I... No, you can't read big chunks of that because there's so many proverbs. And so I found like, okay, the only way to read this is like to try and like see which ones stand out to me and like learn them. Um, But don't test me on that because I could not properly recall them right now. Um, (laughs) But yeah, just reading them differently. Um, And I've been for the last, you know, four and a half months reading a psalm every day. Um, and I've mm. absolutely loved that. And it's really mm. stood out to me because the thing I really love about the Bible is that it's so real and it's so honest. And so I feel like it's yeah. perfectly in keeping with our podcast, Hannah, because it just, <laughs> it just says it like it is. And it deals with yeah. properly flawed people. And I yeah. love, you know, um, I love the disciples. I love, you know, some of the people in the altar. I love people like Moses, you know, where God says to him to go and speak to Pharaoh to let his people go. And he's just like, but I can't talk properly. How am I going to do this? You know, and then, you know, one of my favourite chapters in the whole Bible is 1 Kings 19, where um, Elijah the prophet who's an amazing prophet, and he's just seen in the previous chapter, like, miracles that God has done. Um, pouring down Mm. fire from heaven and then the next Mm. chapter he's like oh god I can't cope with this anymore I'm essentially I'm burnt out and I I've had enough um Mm. and how God deals with him in that moment doesn't sort of say to him like pull yourself together get on with it but just deals with Elijah where he's at and I just think all the way along you just get real flawed people who yeah just get it wrong constantly feels like and um just give you hope because you're like oh thank goodness god like if you can use them you can use me because you know like when peter in the new testament is being so impetuous like and and impulsive all the time and you think (laughs) oh man (laughs) you're like i'm so similar to that jesus and yeah you know you know jesus does mighty works in his life and uses him so that is what I find is true and real about it, is that it is just flawed people that God takes hold of their lives and uses yeah. them. And like, just that alone is an encouragement that you can be used by God, whatever. Yeah. Whatever you've yeah, done. true. Um, whatever yeah. your past has been, whatever you feel about God, whatever confidence you have in your faith, you know, like God can use you. And I just, I really love that. Yeah, that is wonderful thought, isn't it? I I love the thought as well that we are, they're our brothers and sisters. Like, although they lived, like, pre-Jesus hundreds of years ago, they're our brothers and sisters. Like, Moses, you mentioned there, like, one day I'll meet him. Yeah. I'll meet him in heaven one day. Like, um, all these people, and I'm reading their stories, and I'm reading their flaws. Yeah. And I'm reading about their interactions with God, and it's not kind of, it's my own personal history as yeah. well. I'm like reading about the family that I come from yeah. and where I come from. And yeah. it's my story too. I find that quite like a mind blowing mm. thought that, you know, 
I, I'm really looking forward to meeting some of these people. I'm glad that, that it's eternity because it, it's going to take that long, isn't it? <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. meet these people and have the conversations that you want to have with them. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it. I think that as well. Like, there's such a richness in that in terms of being rooted, um, and just knowing that you're part of this big family through history. Like, you so mm. you so belong in that. That that is such like a firm foundation for life, isn't yeah. it? Of belonging. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, oh, I do really like it. I do. Th- you know, I know. I don't imagine that we are going to answer any sort of particularly difficult questions about like particular parts of scripture that are really hard to get your head around are we joy i don't mean that's what I we're trying planning to do on it, now but if you want no. to then go for <laughs> no, it no no no, no. It it's fine <laughs> <laughs> i don't i think like you know not unaware of that though are we and there's yeah. bits that i read that i find quite hard to get my head around and so i don't think either of us are saying like oh it's just this wonderful book that is not got any challenge yeah, to it. I absolutely. think it has got absolutely loads of challenge in yeah. it, hasn't it? Um, yeah. Not not just ones that you can kind of understand but don't want to do, but things that you just blow your mind of like, how can that be? How yeah. can that exist alongside like yeah. a loving sovereign God? Um, yeah, definitely. Um yeah. It's not a comfortable book, is it? No. No. <laughs> and because when I was thinking about this, I was like, you know, for me, generally with life and my relationship with God, but also with the Bible, there's a, quite a degree of wrestling with it. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, I, I'm really glad you made that point, actually, that we're not just saying, hey, read the Bible, it's really easy to read, because it's yeah. not. We're saying it's important yeah. to read, um, it's vital that we read it, but it isn't easy. Um, and that's taking yeah. aside, you know, God cutting you to your heart with certain things, but... I definitely think that we need to let the Bible speak for itself rather than imposing what sort of society says and does now onto the Bible um, because that's when we get into difficulty. But but I do think that does mean wrestling with it and chatting to God about it and reading around it. You know, I remember when I was doing theology we were studying the book of Job which I mean (laughs) for anyone that's read the book of Job it's quite full-on um about a guy who believes and trusts in God and then essentially has all sort of calamity fall upon him and you know seeing whether in the end he does still say God is good I'm gonna trust in him but I was being taught that by um someone who wasn't a Christian, but had dedicated their life to studying and reading the Old Testament. Um, yeah. And I remember just coming out of some of those lectures and saying to a Christian friend of mine, a really good friend of mine, actually like, oh, goodness, I feel like it's just <laughs> um, like knocking down walls of like belief that I had. Um, because obviously yeah. he was coming at it from a particular angle, which is yeah. God's not real, la 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 um and and I just remember my friend saying to me like really wisely actually God will use this if you keep wrestling with it and bring it to him God will use this to rebuild back your belief and trust in him and in the and in his word even stronger than before because it might Mm. be knocking down things that we believe that actually weren't right in the first place um and it's building back that more accurate view of who God is but it's 
based on something where you might have to wrestle for it or read around it or look into yeah. stuff more. Um, and I've just found that really helpful because sometimes you do read bits of the Bible and you do find yourself going, oh, oh, this doesn't, this doesn't make me feel great. <laughs> um, yeah, or, you know, yeah. you, you read the stories of, and things that Jesus says and you think, oh, like, I, I've never thought that he was cuddly and fluffy, but we can sometimes get into thinking that. And then you read some of the stuff he says and you think, oh, that, hang on, that doesn't fit into that. And so I guess that's what yeah. I'm meaning about, like, letting it speak for itself, of letting it talk. Yeah. And we adjust based on that. But, like, not sitting yeah. or staying in that place of, like, I don't like that, so I'm just never going to read that bit again. But actually, like, yeah. engaging with God over it, I guess, and going, God, I, I find this really uncomfortable. This doesn't fit in yeah. with my view of you. Can you sort of speak into it for me? And, you know, if there's things that I'm believing about you or an image of you that aren't right, to change them and use your word yeah. to change them um, yeah. rather than just going, yep, yeah, I don't really like that, so I'm not going to read it again. <laughs> yeah, and just there are so many tools to help you with that, aren't there? Like there's so many resources available to kind of that commentate on different passages, aren't there? Although, you, yeah. you know, you can find a whole range of opinions out there, but there are so many tools available. And if you do genuinely really want to know, there is stuff you can read around, isn't it? That Absolutely. will help. and even just different translations as well, reading different translations yeah. will really help. But sometimes I feel um, like there's there's no, I don't quite know how to say it, but of like there's no substitute for just reading it and asking Holy Spirit to reveal in it either is there. Sometimes I yeah. think some people can kind of, you can get so sort of drawn, it depends how you are, doesn't it, and your personality, but if you get so drawn into the kind of commentating around particular passages and stuff that you yeah. just sort of forget, I just need to read it myself, I just need to know it, I need to yeah. know it all myself, and I need to ask Holy Spirit to like speak to me to it and through it. There is a certain simplicity to reading it, isn't there? Yeah. I think like people over the years now that I've known who've kind of, met Jesus for the first time and then they're kind of wanting to learn how to walk with him and be his disciple um I do think like sort of just talk to them about just know it like before mm. you kind of get too drawn into kind of what does this bit mean what does this bit mean and like breaking it down like just knowing it and usually starting in the gospels and so just knowing what it does actually say before you get really bogged down in why does it say that or what does it mean when yeah. it say it says that um there is a certain simplicity that to that and like we were saying beforehand I do think it is also quite revealing if people don't want to do that really if they don't have an interest in what does God have to say to me through the revelation of who he is in his word yeah then you do you just see it you kind of know straight off oh, probably you're not that interested in Jesus like you know possibly in a little while this is going to go off your radar because I think if you are really interested in him you want to know what he says you want to know yeah. what he what he did when he was on earth you want to read the record of that you want to see how that connects with the history of Israel there is that yeah. interest in you isn't there because you're spiritually alive if you yeah. if you're born again um, yeah so yeah. I think when that's absent I you know we were saying before I think every if you've been a Christian a while or even a short while, like 
I think your interest in it ebbs and flows. There's a relationship with it that comes and goes. But if there's no, if there's a real lack of interest in it, I think that does really make you question how interested are you in knowing Jesus, in knowing God, because this is the means to really, this is one of the means to really get to know him. Yeah, Um, yeah. But as with all these things, I guess... Every single podcast we have, it's being real before God, is it? And, so, yeah, and sometimes yeah, I've said yeah. this and saying like, oh, God, I don't really have the hunger or desire to read this. And I know that's wrong. Yeah. But like yeah, put it yeah. in me, you know, and and open my eyes through it. Because like I was sharing about my lecturer who who's dedicated his life to it. Yeah. But he essentially hasn't had his eyes open to what it means and the life-giving power that it has. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yet... We, when we become Christians with the Holy Spirit in us, it means that we will read it completely differently. And it means it can Mm. sort of really speak to our hearts and our souls. Um, But yeah, so how do you, how do you personally, Hannah, read it then? (laughs) I I was just thinking about asking you the same because I was like, yeah, we've kind of got to that point, haven't we? Like how, so I, I mean, I've got a my relationship with it, I think, as well, is quite different from my husband's. Like, John John quite likes, he'll read little chunks. Like, he'll really focus in on particular sort of words, verses. I think I've always been a bit, I like, I like reading. So, say I'm reading a letter in the New Testament, in my mind, because I'm like, well, it's a letter, and you read a letter all, to, all in one go. So, yeah. I quite like I quite like reading big chunks all together. Um, yeah. I quite like I quite like having a bit of New Testament on the go at the same time as maybe a bit of Old Testament on the go. Um, at the moment, I'm reading through Matthew again. I think it's just so good. I come back to the Gospels fairly yeah. often. I find myself coming back fairly often because I just want to remember, you know, what did Jesus do when he was actually on this same yeah. earth that I'm on now like what did he do how did he live and then so I'm and I'm also reading through some psalms at the moment but that so that I am but I'm, I've been using um I really like Tim Keller's psalm a day thing um oh yeah have you done yeah. that one before I haven't done it but I've heard it's good yeah I really like that so I was just looking at a psalm with that a day so and um, Matthew it's funny this time around because normally I do like I do like reading quite big chunks, but this time I've gone quite slowly. But I think that's just because things keep coming out and hitting me mm. um, as I'm reading. So then it's just it's making me go a bit slower because I don't want to move on too quickly to the next thing yeah. before I've really yeah. heard what he's saying in the moment. But I think for me, yeah. I do find it quite hard. So it's quite nice, isn't it? You start a book or you start a particular reading plan or something. And that's quite nice, like sticking with that, going through that, is when that ends that you're then, now I find myself a bit like, oh, where next? <laughs> I'm not yeah. sure where to go yeah. next. Like, And then I don't really have a particular solution to that. Do you have particular <laughs> sol- How do you do it? Um well, I, for a long time, and when I first became a Christian, when I was a teenager, I just used to use like Bible reading notes. So like everyday, you know, everyday notes. And um, because I actually found those really helpful because it sort of solved the problem, mm. particularly when I first became a Christian of knowing where to start. And I mean, I'd sort of been around churches yeah. for a while. So 
that wasn't unfamiliar to me, but actually for my, me, like reading it for myself. So actually just Bible reading notes where it would give me sort of every day and then give me a verse to read and then give me some sort of like passage on it or some sort of meditation on it was really helpful because what I really remember was that just being struck by every day, God sort of speaking to me really powerfully each day through my like mm-hmm. Bible reading notes. And that was that was amazing how that happens. And even now in prison, when I meet with people who are reading their Bible and using Bible reading notes, like they'll say to me, oh my goodness, I couldn't believe it because today I read this and it was so pertinent for my life. And I'm like, yeah, that's amazing. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I for a while, I just last August, I think I finished reading the Bible all the way through and it had taken me ages. I was doing all right until we got to the start of lockdown, which coincided with Jeremiah. (laughs) And then I was like, oh, no. (laughs) Whilst my husband loves Jeremiah, I'm like, oh, I just find this really hard going. Um, And so I was just like, I was Jeremiah at the start of lockdown and just thought, yeah, we're going to be here for a while. Um, And so it took me a long time to read it, but I really enjoyed it. And then I got to the end, so I finished it. And then I felt God just out of the blue give me um, a book which is called My Utmost for His Highest, um, which I don't know if you've heard, but it just popped into my head. And I thought, oh, okay, I'll just go on Amazon and buy that. I didn't didn't look at what it is. I just thought it was a book. Fine. Um, So I got it and then I opened it and it's a it's a Bible notes for every day. (laughs) So I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. And because I'd been wondering what to do. Um, And so I've been reading that since August, last August. So going through that every day. So I read that and that's quite hard hitting. So it gives you a bit of a meditation on, on on like a verse. And then as I say, for the last few months, I've just been, we had a preacher in church preaching on the Psalms and about how real they are and just the mindset of the people writing them. Some of it is David, some of it is not. And just seeing the ups and downs of emotions and just encouraging us to read the Psalms, maybe read a Psalm a day. So I started doing that. So I've been doing these Bible reading notes and reading a Psalm a day. And it, I've just gone really slowly through it. And I think really connected with the Psalms really well. Like they're one of the easiest things I think in the Bible to connect with. I often find myself in prison pointing people towards the Psalms because you can understand being in a place where you're worried or you're fearful or you're in a desperate place or all of that. Um, So yeah, that's how I tend to read it. But I've already Mm. been thinking, oh, what am I going to read when I get to the end of the Psalms? And I think I decided that I was going to go back to the Gospels. Um, Yeah, I do think that is just like helpful advice, isn't it? Like read the the Gospels fairly regularly. Just remember, remember, remember what Jesus did and said and all that. Just thinking about other things about like how... I quite like um so I got quite I got a wire quite a while ago, I got a new Bible. In my old Bible when that I'd had when I was a teenager, I'd written so many notes around it, underlined so many different sections, which I I, I really like doing in my Bible yeah. because then and so then I just knew it. So when I was trying to find something, I knew there was like a verse relevant to what I was going through or if I wanted to share with someone else who's going through something and I I knew where it is in my bible and I could just flick there and find it and give it to them or whatever and then getting it getting a new bubble bible bubble a new bible (laughs) um 
a little while ago and being like, oh, you know, everything's in different place. That's quite nice. <laughs> it's quite nice in some ways. It's like fresh reading it, yeah. isn't it? And just underlining different things again. Yeah. And I do. I haven't got one of those um, journaling Bibles, but my friend bought one a little while ago and has been really enjoying it where they've got like space in the margins and you can make notes or they've got like a particular verse that you can color in or something like that I quite I like I like that helps me that helps me focus being able to draw on it and draw around it yeah I quite like that yeah but I was just gonna say you mentioned earlier and I was thinking about it about um memorizing certain parts of it and um not just for the sake of like tick list exercise I can yeah. recite this much of the bible but I'm sure you would say it's true I know it's true for me how much in life knowing certain verses yeah. has just so changed things for me when you're in a very stressful situation yeah. or hard situation whatever if you can recall key verses it makes such a difference doesn't yeah. it yeah yeah yeah, because I think like I was saying near the beginning, it's standing on that truth. And yeah. sometimes I've really, really had to declare it when you feel like that you're in situations where which come out of the blue and come out of nowhere. And then mm. you just find them sort of blowing you about and you have to sort of grab hold on to Jesus and the truth of who he is in those moments mm. where you feel like this situation could be saying something different to me but I need to stand yeah. on who Jesus is. And I think yeah. for me, that's been absolutely vital. And it's got me through really tough times being able to yeah. recall it. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I, me too. yeah, I just think, I think it's really, really important. And we don't always realize how much is going in sometimes until yeah. we need it, do we? And yeah. you can read stuff yeah. and over and over and you, you don't always realise how it's going in and it's changing you and it's making you more like Jesus, we hope. Um, I'm sure it is. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and helping us to understand him more and just helping us to see the world through his eyes. And yeah. we, we don't always realise, I think, the good that it's doing to us when we read it. So I, I guess I would say, you know, if you're reading it and you're thinking, oh, I'm not particularly getting a lot from it, you know, if you're not already, then just asking God to open your eyes as you read it is great. But also just trusting that if you're reading it and it's living and active, then it will be doing something to your heart and your soul and your mind, whether you can feel it or sense it or not. And you might not realise yeah. that until you're put in a situation where you're like, ah, oh, I can recall this situation in the Bible or yeah. I can recall this verse and I actually really need that right now. Yeah, I think, yeah, definitely. I think there's something as well in like, you're reading it I don't know if it's cause or effect probably a bit of both but like I think back to times of my life where I have been reading it regularly and quite a bit of it and how you are just alive I do think you are more alive spiritually to other things as well like and I don't know if that's evidence yeah. of you already feeling alive or if it's the cause of you then feeling alive to other things spiritually but I'm just even thinking about so lockdown and I had more time I had a bit well it, it just changed the time didn't it so and I did have like some available yeah. time in the morning and so I was reading through Exodus and I I really like Exodus really enjoy reading through yeah. it but it's not like it like now I'm reading through Matthew and I feel like God keeps just like saying something each day very pertinent to me through that Exodus I was, I was yeah. more just enjoying it just enjoying reading the story of it but 
I look back to that patch of time and I go, oh, actually quite a lot happened around then as well and just sort of being aware of things mm. and alive to things of God. And it's no surprise, is it? I think like the more we're giving time to engaging with what he wants to say to us, the more alive we become to other things around us and what is he doing and we yeah. have a good perspective and and all those sorts of things. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know how you do it. How do you... Do you sort of set aside, like time aside for reading it? Do you kind of plan it like that or do you just read it as and when? Um, I read it before I go to bed. And that's just been a time that I have found really works for me. And yeah, that then I feel like I get truth into my mind before I go to sleep. Yeah. And it helps me to sort of process my day and put any worries to bed and pray and like I pray at different points throughout the day but yeah reading my bible I've just found the most consistent way for me is at bedtime that I mean that changed when I had really little children because obviously you're trying to sleep when they're sleeping all the rest of it um and so I just I I think I just had to grab bits and pieces as I went I mean I know some people listen to it which is fab never really worked for me because I just get distracted and end up not actually sitting and like concentrating on it but I know for other people it works really well but yeah for me just reading it before I go to bed I just find really helps and settles my brain and my heart and everything else before I go to sleep yeah it's funny because I I, um I was trying to be more organized with it recently of like when can I get time with Jesus so I've been more organized about when when Carrie had naps like trying to read and pray when she's sleeping in the middle of the day and then and I've been really enjoying that but then I've been finding like oh but I really just need like a little shot of it first thing in the morning <laughs> to try and like it's funny the more the more I'm reading it the more I'm like oh the more I need it and like just feeling like I yeah, really just absolutely. need like a little burst of it first thing in the morning so I have a good perspective yeah. until I can get to like a yeah. um, a longer period of time when she's napping when I can read yeah. more of it <laughs> but anyway we're different aren't we <laughs> Yeah. But the most important thing is that you're reading it um, like, you know, and I think that, you know, as Christians, we can get so sometimes we can get quite sort of pharisaical about it, can't we? Of like, you've got to read it at this time. You've got to read this much. You've got to read it from this version of the Bible. You can't read it on your phone. You've got to read it in hard copy. And, you know, and. I just find myself thinking, yeah, just read yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, as long as you're reading it. Um, but I guess remembering, like, sometimes when I sit sit there and think, you know, we are lucky yeah. to have this, that I can freely yeah. read this. Um, and that's not a guilt thing if we're not reading it, but just to, you know, just to think, as long as we're reading it, you know, and whether it's a little bit or a lot, but it's just asking God to speak to you through what yeah. you are reading, but also just being real and asking him to put that, you know, desire in you if yeah. it isn't there, because definitely it sounds like we've oh, both yeah, had that. Yeah. And he's going to answer oh, that, yeah. isn't he? Of course he's going to answer that. If you're saying <laughs> like, give me a passion for your word, give me like desire to read your word. I know I should have this, but I don't most of the time. So like put that in me, like he's, He's going to answer it because he wants us to read it. Yeah, he wants to speak to us, doesn't he? Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Well, that feels like a good point to finish. Yeah, it Um, does. So, yeah. Cool. Well, that's the Bible for this week. So (laughs) we hope you all who are listening have a great week and we will be back again soon. Take care. Bye. Bye. 
listening. If you have any questions or suggestions for topics, please email questions at the not so perfect Christian life.com. 